Before we start the show, I'd like to tell you about International Podcast Day. International Podcast Day is coming on September 30th, and you can help celebrate the day-long event by purchasing the first ever Podcast Day shirt. And because the celebration happens every year on September 30th, your shirt will be good for years to come. Go check out internationalpodcastday.com slash shirt and start the conversation. Podcast Help Desk, number 57, for August 14th, 2015. The Podcast Help Desk is where we go deep into the technology of podcasting, help you with the problems you may run into, and when we have a chance, review new gadgets, services, and solutions for podcasters. The Podcast Help Desk is now part of the Modern Life Network. Check out more great shows over at modernlifepodcastnetwork.com. Podcast Help Desk is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Check out more family-friendly shows at techpodcast.com. You can always find the full show notes for each episode at podcasthelpdesk.com. Now, on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever the case may be. This is Mike, and welcome to the Podcast Help Desk show for this week. And I'm going to start right off with a question I got via the uh question form. They're, they're at uh, podcasthelpdesk.com. This one's from Ahmad, and he says, I'm struggling to get rid of a hiss. Here's my setup, an Audio-Technica Audio AT2005 USB mic, or his Rode Podcaster Dynamic mic, into the Mackie Onyx Blackjack audio interface connected to a MacBook Pro via USB. As he records in Adobe Audition, he starts with a gain at zero and go up until he starts hearing a hiss and then down a little. And then when he raises the gain, it introduces a hiss, so he keeps it down. But when he records and tries to add a little normalization or compression, he starts hearing the background hiss. So he says, if I keep it Without post-processing, the sound is too low. The hiss is definitely not from the room. He's in a very quiet room. Yes, how can he fix this? And I had kind of a long answer, and I've got a little demonstration here too. But uh, what I said back to him was, what you described sounds like a ground loop hum or a noisy preamp for the mic. I'm not familiar with the Mackie interface, but for the most part, Mackie makes a very good and quiet preamp. You're listening to an example of a Mackie preamp uh, as we speak. I'm speaking through a Mackie 1202 VLZ3 mixer. Of course, I've also got some uh, inline processing with the uh, compressor limiter gate, but uh, very minimal on the uh, compression. Mainly just use the noise gate to uh, keep the room noise from getting in. But uh, what I told him is uh, one thing he could try for the ground loop. I don't know what to do about the preamp other than if that's the case, you probably need a different interface. Maybe try plugging in the the uh, 2005 directly. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, the you know tr plug in the uh, USB mic directly to the USB rather than using the XLR cable into the interface, and see if maybe it's just that interface. That's a thought. But another thing you can try is isolating the ground 
to the power supply for the interface. If it has one, I don't know. My mixer here has a an interface, a little power supply, but it has a three-prong plug on the end. Now, luckily, I'm not having ground loop problems in my setup, but if I did, I'd go to the hardware store, and, of course, I don't know where Ahmad is if he's in the U.S., and I don't know how the uh, international AC plugs work, but here in the U.S., we have 110 volt. 120 volts or somewhere in there, AC wall plugs. And some of them are two-prong and some of them are three. And if you go to the hardware store, you can find these little adapters. They're usually gray that you plug the three-prong in, and then it only leaves you two prongs to plug into a two-prong socket. You can also plug those into a three-prong socket. It just won't have the uh, ground connected. That will isolate the ground. Now, is that a great idea? No. But it may work, you know, if you only use it uh, while you're recording and then unplug it after that because you don't want uh, ungrounded appliances that want to see a ground plugged in all the time. But, uh, you know, for a recording session, it might uh, might be just fine. So that that's the thought about the ground loop. Now, you can fix the file. What you do is you record... A, uh, a file, a noisy, you know, with the noise, so pump up the uh, audio to the level you want it to be in your recording. I usually uh, aim for somewhere between uh, 6 and 12, minus 6 and 12 on the uh, meter in Audition. Yes, I record into Audition. I also have a backup recording going into my portable recorder. You know, a lot of people say not to record into a computer directly, but I do. And knock on wood, so far so good. But anyway, uh, in Audition, you have this really nice uh, noise removal tool. It's found uh, It's found under, uh, what is it here in Audition? Uh, under the effects menu, and then there's noise reduction and restoration, it says here. And what you do is you... In your recording, usually at the beginning or the end, however you want to do it, leave some blank space. And then you you know leave two, three seconds worth with that hum or noise in it. You don't know if it's a hum or a hiss. This works equally well for both, depending on how much of it, it there is. And you gotta, might have to tweak the settings to make it sound just the way you want to. But you leave a blank space, and then you uh, go to the effects menu and go to noise reduction restoration and capture noise point after you've highlighted that spot in the uh, recording. And then you highlight the entire recording, go back to effects, go to noise reduction restoration, you'll notice that noise reduction process is now selectable. Select that, let it run its process, and then listen to it. Listen to the parts where you're talking and make sure it doesn't uh, distort your, your voice, and then you can tweak the settings up or down. And uh, you, know, you might have to do some trial and error to get the settings just the way you want it, but that should take care of the noise. And right here, I, I'm going to play you a sample of the noise. And that was three seconds of hiss in the background. Just wanted to show you how it affects 
the audio of my voice. And then here it is where I've uh, fixed it with uh, that process that I just laid out. And that was three seconds of hiss in the background. Just wanted to show you how it affects the audio of my voice. And as you can hear, it doesn't sound much different. Uh, of course, I didn't do any post-processing on those two clips. So uh, the uh, voice might have changed a little at the end of both of those. But hey, what can I say? Paul Culligan came up with a great thing this week in his podcast, and I thought I'd play it for you. Starting a podcast with the goal of hitting iTunes new and notable is like launching a business with the goal of getting into the phone book. Oh, people, we can do better. I'm not going to give Paul too much crap over the fact that he got the name wrong. It's new and noteworthy, not new and notable, but the sediment sentiment, there we go, is is right. <laughs> if you'd like to uh, hear his whole show, and it's a pretty good one, it's over at thepodcastreport.com slash 58. That's thepodcastreport.com slash 58, not to be confused with the podcast reporter at podcastreporter.com. Like, like Paul says, uh, new and noteworthy, new and notable, as he said, is not the be-all, end-all. Uh, you know, a bunch of the uh, podcast gurus that I know are all saying that uh, if, you know, you get into new and noteworthy over at Apple, you might get a two or 300 download bounce, but generally it's a temporary bounce. And one of the things Paul talked about, I'm not going to steal all his stuff, but uh, one of the things Paul talked about was the fact that mostly it's just other podcasters that find podcasts in iTunes. <laughs> and, you know, the statistics uh, bear that out. Uh, I don't know how you found this one, but it's usually from other people talking about it or a Google search. I mean, that's Google's your friend. And I got a lot more about that uh, in a, a little bit later in the show. Another thing I wanted to tell you guys about is I'm going to be guest hosting Ask the Podcast Coach tomorrow morning. Yeah, sorry for the late notice, but uh, actually I didn't hear about it till yesterday. So anyway, I'll be there at, uh, at uh, 10.30 a.m. Eastern, just as needed. Uh, Dave Jackson will be speaking at PodCamp. Pittsburgh, I believe, and he may call in remote, but uh, Jim Colson and I will be holding down the fort. It'll be a lot of fun. You can find it over at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live, or look for Ask the Podcast Coach on your podcatcher of choice after the fact, but if you uh, listen to this uh, before 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, you uh, will hear me. And maybe even see me. I'm, I'm hoping that I have my uh, studio in shape enough to uh, turn on the camera. Uh, of course, I'll turn on the camera, but <laughs> might might be scary. I don't do video a lot. But uh, check that out uh, tomorrow.
that brings us to the blueberry tip of the week. And it's not really a tip, but uh, it's more of a another announcement. <laughs> Lots of those coming. The hits keep on coming. Anyway, Blueberry launched a redesign of its main website and the directory. This is all part of the prep to launch the PowerPress Sites feature and the expanded directory. It's not really a, a tip other than to say instead of manage account, when you you would click on podcaster dashboard from the homepage once you've logged in to find all the settings. The back end, you know, the manage account area hasn't changed yet, but will soon as the new stuff is live. So I've been told. And it's very... Uh, it's a very nice setup. It, it, it definitely looks different than it did. Uh, everything is organized well. And when and you go into the directory, you'll see that it's organized much differently. It doesn't have the featured uh, podcast area as of yet. And I'm not really sure if that's going back in or not. But uh, it's, it's organized quite well. And it'll be nice when it's uh, all populated with the, the uh, expansion of the directory. I walked through the damp, foggy streets, my mind swirling. So much content, so many podcasts. How do I find the best? Then it hit me, like a big blue neon sign flashing through the mist. Blueberry. All I had to do was drop the E's and go to Blueberry.com. Blueberry, the digital media interface for consumers, creators, and advertisers. And, of course, if you'd like to get in to a Blueberry for hosting or stats or soon a WordPress site that's optimized for podcasting, you can use my promo code HELPDESK for a free 30-day trial. That's HELPDESK over at Blueberry.com. No ease. And, of course, uh, we're part of the... Modern Life Podcast Network. That's over at modernlifepodcastnetwork.com. And there's a lot of cool stuff happening over there. They're adding new shows. And one of the new shows is The LinkedIn Lady. She started this week. And I listened to part of the first show. I haven't uh, got through it yet, but uh, sounds very interesting for those of you that use LinkedIn. I kind of opted out of LinkedIn uh, just because it was, it's really hard to control and it's, you know, just another thing that you got to mind. But I think I'm going to listen to her and maybe uh, get back into LinkedIn. Who knows? But uh, you can find that over at modernlifepodcastnetwork.com slash LinkedIn lady. I'll run together. Uh, links in the show notes at podcasthelpdesk.com. And also Patreon, Modern Life Podcast Network. As a Patreon page, and if you enjoy the shows uh, on the network here, uh, please uh, consider supporting the shows over at Patreon.com. That's over at uh, Patreon.com slash NCS. NCS stands for Netcast Studio, which was the prior name of this network. So go check that out and uh, consider donating. As you know, I like to point out misinformation when I hear it or when I see it. 
And sometimes I call out the individual or individuals that are putting out that misinformation, but in this case, I'm not going to do that. But, and I'm also going to try really hard not to earn an explicit tag. <laughs> this one really frosts my britches. Is the, uh, oh, what is it? Anti-WordPress campaign that's going on amongst some other hosting companies other than Blueberry, which uh, shall remain nameless. And it's not just one, it's a, it's a few of them. But they all say that you should use their RSS feed, the feed that, you know, for your account. So, you know, say you're at uh, xyzhosting.com and they want you to use uh, feed.xyzhosting.com slash whatever keyword you want to use for your show. Yeah, it sort of has your brand in it, but it's not from your site. I mean... If you're following what I'm doing and you've got your own WordPress site, you've got all you need to put out a perfect RSS feed for podcasting. Yeah, there there are some issues with certain third-party plugins, but once you get it working and you don't tweak on it too much, I mean, you know, you got to keep it reasonable, but... You know, most of the problems that are, that are, uh, yeah, how do I put it? Most of the problems with RSS feeds from WordPress are due to badly written plugins or badly written themes uh, messing with the RSS. But WordPress itself has a great RSS engine and PowerPress, which is the recommended plugin, if you listen to me, uh, has all the extra bits you need for podcasting and it adds that to the uh, base WordPress feed, you know, it generates a, a, a podcast only feed, which is handy because it only includes podcast versus a feed that has all your written text posts in it as well. You know, if you don't, if you do uh, blogging in between your, your podcast episodes, but there's no reason that that shouldn't work for 99% of the people out there. Now there are some people that have extremely complicated WordPress sites and then they're, then they're on hosting that isn't quite up to the task and that can cause problems, but the problems are minimal. I mean, there's 40,000 users of just PowerPress. I mean, there's other plugins out there there, you know, there's also a way to podcast, you know, without a plugin in WordPress, I guess. I don't know. I, I haven't tried it, but I'm sure there is some way of doing it. But, you know, I, I just call BS on the whole thing. There, there's no reason not to use your own WordPress, and there's lots of reasons to use your own WordPress site to uh, generate your RSS feed. Now, I'm not saying it's the only way, and, you know, your goals may be different. But if you want to own your own intellectual property, you want to own, you know, own the whole thing. Because if you don't, later on, your, your priority may change. And if you're all uh, wrapped up in an embedded system, you know, some of them make it easy for you to move and some of them don't. Uh, you know, like I said, I'm not naming names here, so I, I will refrain and uh, I'll refrain from earning the explicit tag. 
but there's a lot of reasons to use your own domain name in your feed. And that's, uh, you know, it's coming from your site. You control it. Uh, your RSS feed should have your domain name in it for branding and SEO. Uh, you know, you don't want to promote a third party, you know, you know, SoundCloud. Okay. I am naming names, but SoundCloud, I don't know is, is if they're one of them that are promoting this, but the yeah, SoundCloud does a really great job of promoting SoundCloud, not so much in promoting your brand. You know, YouTube, same thing. You know, it does a really good job of promoting YouTube, but not so much your brand. You know, and there's nothing wrong with YouTube. You know, I use YouTube both as a, a viewer and an occasional poster. But that's not my main thing. I, I, you know, my main thing is Podcast Help Desk. You know, I want everybody to end up at podcasthelpdesk.com or at the uh, Modern Life Podcast Network.com. You know, one of those two, because that is my home. That is my brand. And, you know, just, you know, there's, there's a, uh, a money thing, you know, the, uh, the, a lot of these hosts, you know, they, they know that if they own the feed, that you're going to be less apt to leave them. You know, it's kind of like the cell phone companies with their uh, two-year contract. You know, they make it such a hassle or, or too expensive to leave them before your two years are up. And most people just, all right, I'll sign another contract, and they stay with them because it's a hassle to move. Well, that's what these other hosting companies are trying to do. They're trying to make it so that it's hard for you to leave, whereas with, you know, and it doesn't matter where you host. You can use PowerPress. You can use WordPress on your own domain name. And you can move it at will. You know, say uh, this week you want to be on Libsyn, and uh, next week you decide you want to move to SoundCloud, and the next week you want to, you know, host your own files or whatever, or Amazon or any of that stuff. You can totally do that if you own your own feed. And it doesn't matter. You could post, a, you know, every, every, every other episode on a different host. It doesn't matter. Your feed stays the same. Your branding stays the same. So there's no reason not to do that, you know, one way or the other, you know, it's, yeah. And like I say, there are some issues, but the issues are worth it because they're, they're easily overcomable. And is that the word? And there's people out there that can help, you know, if you're using PowerPress, get a hold of me. Uh, I, do that kind of stuff all the time, uh, you know, help people figure out what's causing the issue and, and get it going right. Uh, you know, like I said, we have over 40,000 users of PowerPress out there, maybe more, 40,000 that uh, we know about, and it works. You know, it's up to date. It's, it's just, you know, the, the, the campaign against using your own WordPress feed is is crap, you know. I just wish they would stop it because it's it's a lie. Now the feeds that they provide, and, and like I said, it's more than one company out there that's uh, that's promoting the use of their own their own feed, not your own feed. It's uh, you know th those feeds are fine for the most part. 
Some of them. Now, some of them are not. You know, that's the other thing. And you have no control over whether it's a good feed, if it keeps up with standards. You know, with PowerPress and WordPress, both, uh, they keep up with the... Uh, the RSS standards and the iTunes standards in the case of PowerPress, because, uh, you know, the main reason for PowerPress is to add all the little bits there that you need for podcasting. And like I said, I didn't script this, but, you know, it just frosts me that, that there are people out there putting out this wrong information. It's wrong. Okay. It's just wrong. Yeah. If you want absolutely no involvement and you don't care about your brand, then yeah, go ahead and use those other feeds. They might be okay. They might not. And if you want to move, you may be able to, you may not. Like I said, I know of a couple of them that are uh, real easy and a couple others that uh, are impossible. So, uh, you know, do that at your own risk. There are ways to, to minimize the loss of, subscribers when you move off of a system that doesn't allow you to redirect the, the feed. And if you have that problem, uh, also get a hold of me. So anyway, enough of this rant. We'll uh, call that the rant of the week. And I think I'm going to just call this a podcast. Uh, this is uh, episode 57. I'm kind of disappointed that I had to go to the uh, every other week format here for the summer. Because uh, Paul Culligan passed me, darn it! I was uh, I was ahead of him there for a little while. <laughs> he put out episode fifty-eight, and, and put just putting out fifty-seven. But maybe maybe I'll catch up uh, in another couple of weeks. Uh, got a few more busy weeks ahead, and then uh, it should calm down to some sort of normalcy, and I should be able to get back to the weekly schedule. Enough on that. Have a great week or two. I may have one next week. Not sure yet. I, I'm I'm lining up some some uh, interviews. So uh, and you might be surprised at who I interview. But we'll just leave it at that. Have a good couple of weeks. Catch me later. Thanks for listening to the Podcast Help Desk. If you would like Mike to answer your question on the show, email podcasthelpdesk at gmail.com or better yet, record a voice message at podcasthelpdesk.com. See you next time.